0: Hello, everybody. This is Indina Damaka for the 40th year podcast. If you're listening to this and you're a child under the age of 18, make sure you have your mom or dad or guardian with you as we proceed to discuss some topics that might be out of your realm of reach or might be explicit. In addition, because we live in a time where false media lives large, the conversations that I normally have is based on little research, rumor, hear say an allegation so a lot of times you'll hear me say this is alleged or allegedly just so that we're all on our p's and q's because i don't want anybody suing me for defamation because i don't have any money so with that being said let's get this podcast rolling What's up everybody? This is Indy Damaka and this is the 40th year podcast. How y'all doing out there in those digital streets? Um let's see. I got some housekeeping notes. Uh yeah. So, I talked about Google um, Podcasts podcast on the last episode and I was kind of uncertain about whether I was on there or not. I am actually on there now. Um, Some of you all like I've never heard of it before. It's a new concept that Google is doing and it's available on web, but it's only available for Android users um, if you're using a mobile device. In addition, if you have an iPhone, an iPad, I'm also on Apple Podcasts, so you can check me out on there, Um, but I am still focused on Anchor FM. That's the home of the 40th year podcast. But again, you can find me on Spotify, uh, Radio Public, Breaker, and uh, Pocket Cast along with Google and Apple. So, you know, check me out when you can. Um, check home first because they get, the, they get the podcast first and then they distribute it out. So every Wednesday on Anchor FM. So let's get this podcast rolling. All right, y'all, let's talk about this all star weekend that the NBA put together. It seems like there are a lot of uh, festivities and parties that took place um, during that weekend. You know, a lot of that is just uh, celebrating those who are. Um, I guess you can say challenged as being one of the leaders in the league. And so what I always find problematic is when they are not getting along, when this event when the NBA All-Star Weekend is really just to celebrate the player. And so I know everybody heard um, the situation with Aaron Gordon and the judges who were associated to the um, NBA uh, a slam dunk contest a lot of people said that they felt it was unfair along with gordon he felt he was wrongfully dismissed for whatever reason and it had happened to him before and so i think he's saying this year's um, slam dunk contest will be his last one what was interesting to me was some of the speculation and commentary as to why he was being dismissed um gordon is actually um one of the players for the Orlando magic. And so one of the rumors were allegedly this was Dwayne Wade getting back at Shaquille O'Neal and Shawnee O'Neal about putting his secret baby mama. Um, I think her name is Asia on Shawnee's, um, basketball wives show. Now you're like, she was on there. Yeah. She was on there for a season and she wasn't a main, personality I think she was uh, like reoccurring and so when she was on there she wasn't able to say Dwayne Wade's name and she was kind of like silenced so and she kind of had toned it down too and the only drama that they really could get was I think her sisters were on there actually and they just didn't get along it was really a sad situation and the the crew as I call them the sisters had decided to just drop after that season And so everybody is saying that was kind of one of the reasons why Aaron had got axed because Aaron Gordon considers uh, Shaquille O'Neal, one of his mentors in the league. Because Shaquille, before Shaquille had went to the Lakers, he was actually um, a part of the Orlando Magic team. And so I thought that was kind of mean because, I mean, that's not Aaron's or Shaquille's fault. Shawnee um Shani contacted her, I thought. I don't know how I don't know how people get on reality shows, but I figured for basketball wives, Shawnee was always introduced to someone or she introduced herself. So they said that to they also said that they thought it was still Wade again, but this time Gabrielle Union Wade. Gabrielle Union Wade used to work for BT, right? So allegedly she thought Aaron Gordon was was the son of journalist ed gordon now journalist ed gordon used to be a part of bet mr gordon used to have his own um news show with bet and i don't know if that show was on while gabrielle union was hat when she the show that she was on was being mary jane and so um she had had some sort of issue with the executive team for being Mary Jane. And she actually sued BET and the executive team for whatever reason, I think it was like over money or whatever. So she sued him. So she seems to be against anything that BET does. And so she thought that that would be a great way to get after BET by making fun of Ed Gordon's son, Aaron, allegedly. Now here's the sticky situation. Aaron does have a daddy named Ed, but this Ed used to play basketball, but was a professional football player for the NFL, and he played for the New England Patriots. Two different black men, same name, Ed Gordon. So I thought that was kind of comical. And so after hearing all that craziness, they it seemed like a lot of people were dissing Dwayne Wade's family and you know, because you know, he's from Chicago. So he um, was one of the judges for the slam dunk contest. And I kept seeing this video where he had this like hating look on his face. It was funny. You had to see it. But it was just comical how they were dragging um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union Wade for their insanity, is what somebody called it. But it could be true you got dismissed from the slam dunk contest because she, they thought you were Ed Gordon's son. Okay. You were Ed Gordon's son, just the wrong one. <laughs> Let's get to something more serious. Um, a situation in Baltimore was concerning to me and I wanted to bring it up to you guys to kind of talk about, um, education in, um, America and Baltimore, Marilyn, a substitute teacher gave lap dances to her fourth grade class and she did some other inappropriate stuff. And it was interesting to me because it didn't hit the news until one of the parents had talked about it. Evidently, they didn't hear anything from the principal's office. They didn't hear anything from the school district. And it seemed that the kids had came home and had kind of given a description of what took place. So, this particular woman who was white, her young daughter goes to school, the substitute teacher decides to come behind her, put her arms under put her arms under her armpits and then dig her nails into the girl's skin for some reason. And then she had them play this inappropriate game about um like pointing at certain body parts which we assumed like breasts and, you know, their private area. So it became very inappropriate. I think one of the students had went to another teacher and had discussed it. And then the woman was quickly removed, but I don't know if they were unable to really discuss it with the parents because the police was involved. Cause you know, there's a level of, um, privacy that is given when a, uh, attempt of sexual assault is taking place at a school, but you still think the parents would have been told or maybe, um, you know how it is when you're co-parenting one parent knows and the other parent don't want to tell the other parent cause they know how they're going to react. And I kind of thought that's what it was for the woman who was featured, but it could have just been miscommunication by the school district as well. And so this was in Baltimore County school district. And, um, they have been very quick to say that everybody is under investigation. She, the substitute teacher was fully, dismissed and has no proxy on their substitute list. But I thought, what about all the other school districts? Hopefully she got hit there as well. So it makes you want to consider um, how the school districts view substitute teachers. Should it just be students who have educational backgrounds or should it just be any and everybody? Because that's what it used to be. You only you you could have like a certain amount of, of college credits to be considered to be a substitute and you didn't have to have the heart of a teacher to be a substitute. So it's intriguing to see such situations play out in the community. Um, like if you're wanting to read up about it, you can, I read about it. I first found out about it on the shade room, but you can get more information from um, the Baltimore sun. Cause that's where I read a lot of it. So It just makes us, we have to, I think as parents, you want to make sure that your school district is doing the best as they can in recruiting their teachers. And so for the past 15 years, they had been doing this program where if you don't have an educational background, but you have a degree, you can also be a teacher to get your teacher certification. I think it works well for some, but a lot of times, like I knew this one girl who did it and I just was confused and concerned about why she was doing it. She said she was doing it to get a dude who was a teacher at one particular school and she said that was the only reason why she was doing it. But um she was a teacher. She was a special ed teacher and I mean she was a disaster. It was I mean like we're both from St. Louis, Missouri. We both lived in Memphis and Memphis city schools ran the girl out. <laughs> and I don't know if that was why they were trying to get rid of me too. Cause I used to work for the special, um, I, I handled certain aspects of special education cause I worked in the nonprofit sector and it was focused on disability advocacy and services. And so, um, I don't know how she presented it and how she presented our relationship and so she had become very frightening towards the end. And so it makes me wonder, how do we find the best teachers and how do we get them to stay? It's kind of the situation, because we don't know why the teacher who had that fourth grade class was not in school. Was she sick or did she just not want to come in? Because they have a lot of teachers who just don't want to come in anymore because they don't get to teach as much. And it's a lot of paperwork. So we have to come to a consensus on how we pick the real teachers and how do we pick, pick these substitutes. Cause I know, um, some people go through, they have it like Kelly services. They have an educational temp agency. I didn't know how many school districts use it. I thought that was interesting because they do background checks too, but is that effective or isn't it, or is it better? The school district do it directly. So that's just something to consider when you have, they were, it was in elementary school actually. So when you have school age children, um, how do you process that? And how do you explain those type of incidences to your children as well? And cause that can be very frightening when it's just a substitute or it's even more frightening when it's a real teacher. So um, I just think we should keep that in mind um, when our kids go to school, like who are the teachers and what are they trying to show your kids really? So another conversation that I thought was interesting and I found it in Forbes magazine, it was, um, we call it in America, Ikea, but internationally it's called Ikea. And you all have been to it. It's a really big box um, store where you get home goods and home furnishings for the low. I love that store. It's one of my favorite stores. I always like to go there and get like home decor stuff. And so the concept that Forbes had presented on behalf of um, Ikea, or I, uh, Ikea is that in Dubai, their stores are doing a new format um, in how to pay for your products at Ikea. And it's called buy with your time. The way it works is that they, the customer gets to use Google Maps to show how far they came to come to their Ikea store. Now, if you're familiar with Ikea, you know that their stores are at a distance. So for instance, if you're in the Chicagoland area, since I'm talking about Chicago in this particular episode, you know that their store is in Schaumburg. Oh my God. Like I love Schaumburg, but that joint is 45 minutes away from downtown Chicago. You literally have to get a hotel room to actually have fun if you live in Schaumburg and trying to hang out in downtown Chicago. In Dallas, where I live, the two Ikeas are at a distance. One is in Frisco. And so if you're from, if you're in, in downtown Dallas, it's about a 45-minute drive, too. And then the other one is in Grand Perry. That one is really, to me, for the Fort Worth-Tarrant County area. And I think somebody was saying, somebody that I knew who lived in North Richland Hills, they said it was like a 45-minute drive. I think, from there to Grand Perry. So Ikea is far and in between, but they have great products. And they figured, let's see how far some of you all are actually traveling to get our product. And we'll let you use the time that you spent to buy the product. Now, you're like, how is that helping the store? I actually don't know. If they said a discount, I got you. But they're actually saying you're buying with your time. So if it takes you 45 minutes, you get to spend 45 minutes worth of, you get 45 minutes worth of product. What does that look like? Is it a bed? Is it a home? Is it bedroom stuff? What is it? It's, I, I didn't get that part or maybe I missed it, but it was interesting and they were trying to really do that for the more tech savvy customers of EKS. So the program, um, I think starts this week or next week in Dubai, and they're just testing out. I think to me, that's more of a European initiative. Um, I don't know how that would work in America, to be honest with you. I mean, it would be gangbusters, though. I mean, I just don't know how you would be able to quantify that from an accounting perspective, but it was an interesting marketing move. I don't know if that will help IKEA try to figure out how to bring in more stores or will that, generate more popularity. I just financially, I don't know that that it, it was, it's interesting, but is it effective? I don't know. I think it's a little outlandish, but it'll be interesting to see. So Dubai, Dubai Ikea's are like the test market, um, internationally. So only time can tell. Let's go to the next topic. don't normally um want to do like reality show um recaps but i was just overwhelmed by some of the stuff i had been watching in the past couple weeks and i wanted to kind of talk about it especially uh this past sunday's real housewives of atlanta cuz i was so confused by what was going on with the cast that i just wanted to kind of get people's viewpoint on it um <clears throat> because yesterday's episode was interesting to me nini NeNe- leaks ask everybody to go to brunch right so they get there and Cynthia Bailey and Eva Marcel are there along with Tanya and Candy so they're sitting there and then suddenly Eva goes into um contractions they're concerned because she's only eight months and then Cynthia and Eva rush off to take her to the hospital leaving Tanya and Candy to sit at the table to wait for Nini. Kenya comes and she's only there. She sits for a moment and she sits for maybe seven minutes and says, okay, Nini isn't here yet. I'm about to go. Cause you know, they don't like each other at all. So she was probably only going to be brief anyway. Cause you know, she's a new mom. So you can, she, you can tell like she enjoys being a mom. So that was kind of understandable, but you know, she is really a petty person as well. So the next thing we know, Nini leaks comes. It's two and a half hours later, two and a half hours later. I was like, I don't even know why they were still sitting there, but I know it was a part of their taping. So they had to, but it was nobody, but Tanya and Candy sitting there. I would have still left. And so here's what happens. Nene comes upstairs and all of a sudden, All of her friends start slithering through the room. I was like, damn, bitches, where the hell did y'all come from? Like, for real, y'all, y'all, they had drinks in their hands. So it looked like they had been there for a while. And so it was intriguing to me because I kept thinking these bitches came off like they were trying to fight. But who were they trying to fight, though? I thought Cynthia Bailey, to be all the way honest with you. And so I shook my head. At the pettiness of NeNe because, you know, she's joning, And then suddenly Portia and Shamia show up. And so NeNe gets upset because she's late. But you're you were two and a half hours late. And I swore Portia had somebody tell her to come at that time because what y'all doing? Y'all shouldn't even showed up. But then I thought maybe she talked to Candy or Tanya and they told her that NeNe hadn't got there. I just don't know. Is it time for Real Housewives? Of Atlanta to hang it up because they just don't seem to care for one, eno- one another enough to even tape with one another. Nene had all these ladies and they couldn't even come sit at the table with it was just Tanya and, and um, Candy. What did they do? So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just Nene because I do wonder what she goes through because there's a lot of stuff, speculation and stuff that they say. I just don't really like her. That much anymore. And I don't know. I guess the chemistry on the show. Is bothering me so badly. That I might not watch next season. Because I'm going to watch it to the end. Um, This time around. I just. I don't get it. Like I just. I didn't get the situation with Tanya and Candy. And the cookie lady. Now look. (laughs) Real Housewives. Y'all have. uh, Twitter investigators. Who did an investigation on the cookie lady. They knew her first and last name. They also knew that she. She had gotten arrested for identity theft and two other dubious charges um, associated to fraud. And they were able to tell us on YouTube that they were able to find the documents and they were in DeKalb County, Georgia, and that she is was currently positioned to have two years probation for the identity, identity theft charge. Now I laughed. I said, I need to get with some of y'all to help me out. Um, you know, I'm a victim of identity theft, identity theft. Maybe you can find that motherfucker. Cause I don't get it. it. It was just interesting. Cause I guess it was just to make Tanya feel better. I felt like, but they were just saying she really had no place of, um, making any statements with that kind of background. And they were saying Kenya was wrong for giving her um, airtime, which I kind of agree. But it seems like this lady does that to a lot of people, though. And so it made me wonder what kind of woman she was, because they said she had did that to two or three different people who were popular in um, the city. Um, Like they said she did it to allegedly did it to Toya Wright. Or I'm sorry, she goes by Toya Johnson, that she told her that she thought her fiance rushing rushing was dating another woman in Atlanta because she said she knew her. I was like, oh, my God. Then she I'm not going to say who this transgender woman was. She tells this transgender woman that your guy is not really a gay. And that he's only using you for money. And you should just let him go because I know somebody that he's dated or is dating. And I thought, oh, Lord, because um, the guy is a model and he has done some stuff with some prominent people. So I guess that was just her trying to let her know what kind of guy she had. Um, she did a journalist like that, too. But they said, but the, who was the girl that they were talking about she dated? Because she always ends up saying. That is somebody she's somebody that she knows and then come to find out she's talking about herself. So I don't know. I don't know. She's, is she that popular? Do y'all know her like that? Cause I thought that was mean too. And so I just, I don't know. The show is just running out of time in my mind. I don't know. I can't, I don't know. It's, it's become very stereotypical. Like we're successful black ladies and we don't know how to have a conversation anyway. Let's just argue. And so um, I just think it's important for them to remember that that's how they're starting to be viewed. And so I don't know if it's like time for them to take a look. And try to figure out, is that what they really want to do? Do they really want to be on reality TV? Because it looks like y'all are starting to gripe at Andy Cohen. And I don't understand that because what I mean, I guess he has a tendency to press people's buttons. And so I kind of get that. But y'all know he's been doing that for a while. I just think he's turning against y'all, too. So I wondered why. And so that's it for real, y'all. That is all I got for you today. This one is probably a little shorter. It's only because I am doing this late at late at night because I've been busy all day today. So I appreciate y'all for listening. So I'll see y'all next week. And bye bye now.